A lot of people invest in stocks and bonds and retail products, but they don't get into the part of a portfolio that tends to make the most money for the ultra wealthy and the, the Yale endowment funds and the successful endowment funds. So it's nice to have the, really try to help people to learn in a short amount of time in my uh, platform called Infinite Freedom. Uh, we have a mastermind group where I help accredited investors. So people that have a million dollars or more of net worth, or they make two to $300,000 a year or more, depending on how they do their taxes. And if they fit into that criteria, then the government says that they're allowed to invest in these alternative investments that are seen as being somewhat more risky. But in reality, I feel like most of the things I invest into have a lot more upside compared to its risk. It seems less risky to me in a way. So uh, we teach people the investments that I've gone through. We go over concepts, we bring in specialists, and I really try to accelerate their learning so that they can do what a lot of investors in that space have done, but they can learn it in a fraction of the time with a fraction of the, the money. Welcome to America Dreams. I'm visiting here today with Eric Brancom and Eric. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on today's show. It's great to be here. Thank you, Alan. So, Eric, uh, you know, you, you operate in the space of angel investor and wealth mentor and uh, all sorts of good things I want to get to. But before getting there, uh, you went through a very unique career transition. And uh, I'd like you to walk us through what you studied in college, got a degree in and a certification, and then what led you to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Well, I uh, have always pretty much wanted to be a doctor and uh, I've business has fascinated me as well and so when I was thinking what kind of doctor I wanted to be I saw that dentists have a little bit more ability to do some of the business as well so I, um, I did a, a bachelor's of integrated studies with an emphasis in chemistry and uh, uh, business and zoology and went to dental school and um, you know, it's funny, I, I joke with my kids now and I tell them, you know, you guys can do whatever you want to do when you grow up after dental school. So for me, that was a little bit of, of that as well. I uh, went through dental school and, and I enjoyed helping people, uh, but I, I wasn't balanced as well as I should have been. I was working too much. I was too focused on the debt from student loans and practice debt and different things. And, um, you know, I I, it was actually at a Tony Robbins conference of, at all places. He came and spoke to a bunch of dentists and he just talked about how he works because he wants to, not because he has to. And people that don't have that don't even know the difference. So I thought, I want that. And I've later found out that about 50% of dentists wish that they picked a different career path. I don't know how different that is compared to other professions, but, um, you know, like I, I'm glad to be pivoting and helping people in a different way. I'm helping dentists and other professionals to be able to get the same freedom that uh, I've been able to be blessed to have. Well, you're uh, after spending a period of time as a dentist, then you decided to transition. Absolutely. I pivoted uh, to, uh, to the investment world. And I was doing that as a dentist, but I finally got to the point where I sold the practices and said, this is, this is my new thing. This is what I'm going to do as my primary, you know, passion project. What, um, what influence did your family have on your career switch out of dentistry? You know, um, families can be scared of change. I married a beautiful, wonderful woman who's a therapist and her dad was a general in the army. He grew up 
you know, this is, he had a predictable paycheck his entire career and on into retirement, that same paycheck. And so her dealing with an entrepreneur is a little bit scarier. So um, I had to overcome some of those fears. And I did that somewhat by paying ourselves regularly out of our, you know, like a, a bigger fund so that it was trickling in in a cash flow way. Um, but you know, she's doing what she loves. I'm doing what I love. And it's worked out very, very well. I get to spend a lot more time with, with the kids, especially. Would you call yourself retired or redeployed right now? <laughs> well, she, she tells me I'm too young to be retired. She sometimes uses it and it, uh, I think redeployed is a much better word. And, um, you know, we're meant to, to create, and my group is called infinite freedom. And it's about having financial freedom to unlock the freedom of our relationships and adventure and the things that really we we want to do so we can progress and things can continue on like our portfolios can help people even after we're long gone so yeah it's about having freedom not about being the couch potato and uh you know just now that the lower levels of the maslow's hierarchy of needs are covered i'm blessed to work on some of the higher levels you know you do some angel investing um and also some wealth mentoring would you Categorize yourself first as an angel investor and then a wealth mentor or vice versa. You know, I'd have to be, you can't give away something that you don't have. And if I wasn't, you know, being the investor and uh, proving the concept day in and day out, then I wouldn't have the moral authority to help others to do that. So I, I really enjoy doing it. You know, people probably tell me once or twice a week, I hear somebody say, man, I just love your energy. And I can't think of one person that ever told me that as a dentist. So I think I'm in my zone of genius a little bit more, at least for now. I'd, I'd love to get some dental practices at, at some point and to teach and mentor in that regard. But uh, yeah, I'm an, I'm an investor first, and then I help other people to uh, get the same freedoms that, that have been created by the passive income from these investments. In the, uh, in the world of investing, there's been a lot of volatility recently, and and uh, I think markets have been more illiquid. Uh, what, what's your take on where we're at right now? Yeah, you know, I, I think that volatility is where the cream can rise to the top faster. And, you know, it's, there's never really been a better time since I've been investing to invest in some of the private equity and venture capital type uh, companies uh, right now because they are at a discount. Um, you know, real estate, I think, is still pretty expensive. Uh, but in an inefficient market outside the stock markets, I've had, you know, really good success getting good values on companies and, uh, you know, finding just disproportionate returns compared to pretty high um, risk tolerance as far as risk protection. Now, you, you've delved into uh, real estate also. I do. I'm I'm in real estate. I've uh, you know had several single family rental houses. Invested in some syndicates of you know storage and that kind of thing. I have some of my own commercial warehouse and strip mall type things uh, locally. How did you uh, How did you negotiate uh, a two million dollar building with no down payment? <laughs> well, I guess that's one one man's trash is another another man's treasure. And uh, there was a, a package of a strip mall that had this big, huge building that nobody was using. It was essentially a condemned building. And um, they were wanting to sell everything as a package. And the building scared everybody off where I 
did the math and saw that it was cash flowing well without that big building, um, just pretended that it just wasn't even there with the purchase price that I was able to negotiate down. And I got it to where the lien didn't even need to be on that building. So I literally owned the building outright. Uh, it appraised, um, you know, about a million and a half and that rose up to 2 million. And so it's, it's a little bit to uh, get it re-going with, you know, fire suppression and just bringing it up to code and that, but uh, have tenants that are just thrilled to, to be in there. And it's turned into a very good, uh, you know, cash flowing uh, thing. And it's a, it can't beat the purchase price of zero. <laughs> Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so you've delved into alternative investments. First of all, by definition, what is an alternative investment? Sure. They're, they're investments that are off market. They're going to be the things outside of the public stocks and bonds that you would see. So, you know, venture capital and private equity, uh, you know, that's essentially what most people are talking about with their alternative investments. A lot of people, uh, you know, include real estate into the group as well. But uh, a lot of people invest in the stocks and bonds and retail products, but they don't get into the part of a portfolio that tends to make the most money for the ultra wealthy and the, the Yale endowment funds and the successful endowment funds. So it's nice to have the balance of, of all. Where can someone learn more about how to invest in these types of investments? Well, there's, you know, a lot of articles out there, uh, as, uh, certainly as far as, you know, Forbes and and you know entrepreneur and a lot of the magazines are talking about the shift the smart money's shifting over there um you know i that, that's what i really try to help people to learn in a short amount of time in my uh, platform called infinite freedom uh, we have a mastermind group where i help accredited investors so people that have a million dollars or more of net worth or they make two to three hundred thousand dollars a year or more depending on how they do their taxes and if they fit into that criteria, then the government says that they're allowed to invest in these alternative investments that are seen as being somewhat more risky. But in reality, I feel like most of the things I invest into have a lot more upside compared to its risk. It seems less risky to me in a way. Uh, so uh, we teach people the investments that I've gone through. We go over concepts, we bring in specialists, and I really try to accelerate their learning so that they can do what a lot of investors in that space have done, but they can learn it in a fraction of the time with a fraction of the, the money. Now, one thing you, uh, you you teach is that of tax breaks for certain types of investments. You know, that's, that's the fastest return that some people can get. Um, it's an instant return, and sometimes it's the best return you can get. Um, you know, there's a, if, if you look at a $30,000 savings in taxes per year, linearly, that will save you $900,000 over 30 years. But with the power of just even modest uh, compounding interest, it's really more like 15 million. So uh, helping people to, you know, I've, I've heard a friend say, I'm totally fine doing my patriotic, patriotic duty to pay my taxes, but I don't need to leave a tip. <laughs> and sometimes we can pay taxes in, in the form of paying the IRS cash. And sometimes we do it by following the guidebook that the IRS has given us saying, hey, we want the country to create more jobs and to create more um, uh, buildings to preserve, you know, land and minerals and different things. And uh, so, you know, as investors, we can spend some of our sweat equity, if you will, um, to pay in that way for some of our tax. You know, you've used the phrase post-lottery lifestyle. What What is that? Well, the only thing I don't like about lottery is that it, it, it 
makes it sound like it's more of a um, a, a luck, something that you didn't create. Uh, but the concept of the publisher's clearinghouse always, you know, threw me off when I was a kid. I thought that was neat. They'd talk about you could make what five or ten thousand dollars a week for the rest of your life, and then pass that along to somebody after you're gone that they can have, you know, five or ten thousand dollars a week for the rest of their life, and you know, so. I tend to up that a little bit and just say, hey, what would your life be like if you just had $20,000 a week coming in always? What would your life be like? And and we identify the gaps between where somebody is right now and where they would be at that point. And we help them to create that lifestyle and to really make it a reality. And for a lot of people, it comes a lot sooner than they would think as they get uh, investments that are paying large amounts. Uh, a lot of our members are paying, getting paid five or even six figure checks monthly in the distributions from their regular payments on investments. And that's how we get people connected with their lottery that they create themselves. So, um, <clears throat> you know, when you're looking at investments, uh, a lot of people want to focus on downside protection, but then they want the upside return of like what a venture capital fund will do. Um, does such an investment exist? You know, it, it sounds too good to be true, right? I mean, that's what we all want, right? But uh, it really can exist in these less efficient markets, inefficient markets. It's not going to exist in the stock market. It's too efficient. There's uh, a lot of money there, and it's just uh, overvalued, in my opinion, for most things on the stock market. So uh, there are investments where you can invest in a company. For instance, there's one that I'm invested into that is an incubator accelerator that's creating tech and hard tech solutions uh, to a lot of problems that they were given a government grant to say basically hey we're going to give you a 55-year lease for this 300,000 square foot building that you're basically paying no rent on you can rent it out for whatever you want and they rent it out at 110 dollars a square foot and their clients who they only take eight percent of the applicants into their place because they have more uh, people wanting in there than they they have uh, capacity for and so the investment into that place was uh, about the same as the price of the lease for the building itself, um, a 55-year lease. And so if something went bad, we have that lease that could sell to a big company and they would buy it and the investor should be made whole. So there's a high floor to that investment, but they're also partnering with the best of the best of these companies that come through and they'll take about a quarter of the company to really take them to the next level and help them to become unicorn type companies. So with the protection of real estate that uh, has $110 a square foot, which is essentially all profit, then they can still take uh, advantage of the upside of potential unicorns. Eric, if someone wants to reach out to you for wealth mentorship or to follow up on uh, what you do now, how would they contact you? Yeah, they can go to ericfrankum.com, E-R-I-C, F-R-A-N-C-O-M.com. And uh, there's free materials that people can look at there, that. You can pre-order my book, Infinite Freedom, that's coming out. Uh, you could schedule a chat with me. I'd love to talk to people that are interested in doing this kind of a thing and see if uh, you're a fit that you uh, can apply to be a part of the mastermind group to you know, partake of these same investments that you know, are, are helping 100% of our members uh, that are really taking good advantage of it so yeah the website would be the best way excellent well eric it's been a pleasure having you with us today so good to be here thank you so much alan <laughs>